0: Welcome to a new episode of the Scientia podcast. We are researchers funded by the Scientia Fellow Program, hosted by the University of Oslo in Norway. This chapter will be hosted by the fellows Matthias and Gina. And we have a pleasure to have the guest today, that is Steven Wilson from the University of Oslo at the section of um, chemical life sciences, biomolecules, bio-inspired materials, and bioanalytics. And um, he's a very um, interesting guest because he's working in a very interdisciplinary field and specialized in li- liquid chromatography and mass spectr- spectrometry. Sounds a bit um, difficult, but I think he will explain a bit what, it's, what it is about and how that relates to organoid research its a very interesting um, new field, which is um, about um, resembling human functionality and physiology on a very small scale. Okay. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Stephen.
1: Welcome. Thank you uh, for inviting me here.
0: It's really nice to have you here. Um, First of all, I mean, you have a quite unique career because you started as a musician and Later, you kind of moved to science, and now you're a professor at the UIO. Um can you please explain a bit how how did this happen? I mean, how do you why do you decide to go to science and
1: Yeah, well, um, I think um you know, I've been playing music uh, since I was six years old, and I played in bands um, when I was a teenager. And um, I thought school was pretty boring. for you know in in, uh, junior high and high school but I I noticed that I I found it to be less of a bore if I had lots of stuff to do so if I was being very active playing in a band and I only had just barely enough time to do the homework and stuff like that then it seemed like everything kind of became more uh, fun and efficient so I've always uh, been very happy with doing a lot of different stuff at the same time, because I think I get bored pretty easy.
2: And did that help you to then uh, also focus in the studies, the fact yes. of doing, oh, that's great. Absolutely. And then so, it, the system
1: worked. Yeah. So, so the more I, so, so I've, I've been able to combine, you know, being a musician and a student and then later a scientist um, that's helped me, it's been a synergy to have several things going at once. So mm. when I was, uh, when I became a professional musician, I was, uh, a P- well, I was a master's student and then I was a PhD student, uh, while I was touring, you know, in Norway and also parts of Europe. So when I was in the studio recording a record, I was also uh, writing my thesis and that, that, but that really, but that those, for me, the way I do things that helped each other, because then I, uh, it can be pretty boring in the studio when you're waiting around also. So if you then can think about science and just move back and forth, that, that, that really helped me a lot. Absolutely.
2: Actually being able and not just being able of doing a lot of things, but wanting to do a lot of different things, being able to, to, to. Combine all of them uh, day by day. I think it, it fits quite well with the research profile because at the end of the day, we're doing a bit of everything, a bit yeah. of science, a bit of num- a bit of uh, economy, a bit of politics, a bit of networking, right?
1: Mm. And I, I also think that it is good for scientists and also young scientists, uh, maybe especially, to have several things going on in your life because... Hmm if the research is going terrible and your PI (laughs) is a pain in the ass, it's, it's good to have other things in life that don't just depend on, on that paper you're working on or whatever. And I think that makes you more robust and it makes you more of an independent person. So, so I think that, you know, life outside of research, you know, having friends going out, you know, having hobbies and family, I think all of these things makes you a more independent person. And uh, I think that makes you a better researcher.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's uh, it's I think very cool because I think having both of the talents is is really cool to have, and I think it's it's very important to to not only depending your life, full of the science, I mean, it's Mm. often a bit of risk, Um, not everything it turns out to be successful, but uh, if if you have a plan B, it's, I think, Mm. always kind of really cool to do. Mm. Um, Can you explain in a nutshell, like in two sentences, uh, what is your research about? What is liquid chromatography chromatography mass spectrometry?
1: Yeah, so liquid chromatography mass spectrometry is a, a key technology in my field of analytical chemistry. So... So you have different types of chemistry. You have chemistry where you make drugs, for example, or you make polymers, but analytical chemistry is when you measure stuff. So if you have a doping sample from a sports person or a blood spot from a crime scene, and you got to measure what's in that sample, then you use analytical chemistry. So you measure stuff in stuff. And liquid chromatography and mass spectrometry is uh, an instrument uh, that is maybe the size of like a refrigerator. It can be smaller, it can be bigger, uh, but what it does is it, it sees what's in your sample and the mass spectrometry does this by um, looking at the fingerprints of the compounds present in your sample and the liquid chromatography sends the different compounds in the sample to the mass spec so it can be measured individually. So it's like a really expensive weight, you know, <laughs> you, you have instead of, so if you have a room full of a lot of people and you want to identify who are these people, then you put them on a weight to see what their weight is and the, or, or that you take a picture of them or something like that. And that's what the mass spec does, but the liquor chromatography makes per, uh, sure that there's only one person on the weight or one person in the picture. So you don't get confused about who's what.
2: That's a great way of explaining it. Very easy mm. to understand. Yeah, And I have to say that I feel a bit related because I'm an analytical chemist myself.
1: Okay, great.
2: And I think that <laughs> fits very well with the profile you have presented before because with analytical chemistry, you can do everything. You can touch a lot of different fields, right?
1: Absolutely. Analytical chemistry is central to, um, to society, you know, in the sense that From the from the day you're born, then a a small blood drop is taken from you at the hospital uh, with the consent of your parents, of course, where you then are checked for different diseases, inborn metabolic diseases. If you go to your doctor and you think you have low vitamins in your body, you send a sample, it's measured by an analytical chemist or if you're going to be measuring pollutants in water that you don't want you or your children or whatever to have to be exposed to, that's also analytical chemistry. And I think that it is incredibly important for for our politicians and also our universities to understand that when you measure stuff, it's not just a click of a button or an app. You need to have people mm-hmm. who can who can do this and they have to have instruments that they can get an education in. Because I, s- I start to see tendencies where, um, where we can see that universities typically underestimate how much effort it needs to actually measure stuff. Mm, and, they, and they think that, oh, well, isn't that just like uh, something you can mm. do on a, with a button? No, you can't. And if you don't invest in it, then you won't have enough people... Mm. And that will
0: risk your health. So TV
2: shows have uh, done a lot of harm, <laughs> I guess. Yeah.
0: I think it's a, it's a real a, a real point because basically it's um, no one sees what's behind it, right? You you have all these kind of methods established and all the machines you need, and they just see kind of you get an a, a result, and they don't see what is the method behind it. And I think that's really important to highlight that, and that the university also needs to. Maintain it and needs to invest in in, in yeah. that one and and to see okay there's in there's a real need and it's not only about AI and about uh, about computer apps and, and no. other stuff it should be also the hard science kind of mm. the hardware should be also
1: mm. absolutely mm-hmm. but of course you know artificial intelligence and and portable analytical systems that's also part of analytical yeah. chemistry but uh, but you know our leaders they they shouldn't. Underestimate uh, the value of having people like you say, you know, who can actually analyze this and tell what what does this yeah. result mean, you yeah. know, because that's that's imperative for our health.
0: Yeah. You are you are very active in teaching, right? So you have a lot of students, and how big is your lab right now?
1: Well. Uh, so i'm I'm in a group uh, with the group leader Halne Ruberg Larsen. and uh, we we have a quite an active uh, group we We have you know um, maybe 20 uh, active you know students and researchers in a group. but we also teach analytical chemistry courses to to chemistry and to pharmacy, and we also teach biochemistry and and a lot of other uh, courses so so we're very active in 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 making Norwegian chemists, I see. and also international, we have more and more guest researchers who come to our group, and uh, and we're we're very happy that we feel that they're they're doing okay, they're having a good time. <laughs>
2: um, because um, returning to the um, to the chromatography, mm-hmm. uh, because you're you're using LCMS also to study organoids, how does that work? Yeah, how you mix both things?
1: So organoids you know, is, is like a uh, laboratory grown organs. So you can like take uh, like cells from a patient or a patient group, and you, you can make simplified models of, of, of their organs so that you can test different stuff on it without uh, as, as a, an alternative to, for example, animal um, experiments. Uh, you know, animal experiments is, is very often used for, for drug development and other things. And it has, of course, had a lot of important uh, roles, but animal models has a lot of uh, limitations because they they don't necessarily represent the human uh, body. And that can give a lot of bottlenecks in the development of drugs. So if you're using organoids to, to study how a drug works on an organ, then you also have to measure what is the organoid doing with these drugs? Is it is it able to suck up the drug so it actually gets into the liver or you know whatever and can it uh, can it metabolize uh, the drugs uh, in the same way as the human liver and is the is the drug going to be toxic uh, mm-hmm. on on the liver uh, and then you need to be able to measure where is the drug in the organoid what happened to the drug and what are the effects of that and then you can do this with measuring devices such as liquor chromatography and mass spectrometry. But it's it's not that often that it's used because organoids are very small, mm. uh, and uh, liquid chromatography, like I said, is is big like a refrigerator. <laughs> so uh, I think a lot of people have misunderstood that you can't combine the two, but you can. Mm. And uh, so we use that to to study uh, both drugs uh, and uh, and also the different uh, biochemicals that are in the organoids.
2: But are you literally coupling the both uh, things or you are taking samples from the organoid i yeah. introducing to the...
1: You can do both. So uh, I would say that the, <clears throat> the simplest approach is to take samples from, for example, an organoid culture or a sample from an organ on a chip uh, system, which is a micro uh, fluidic device that hosts uh, organ models. and And then you can take it to your uh, mass spec lab and do the analysis, but we we have also been experimenting with coupling these directly, so that you can study in real time and automated how an organoid is metabolizing the drug of interest. Uh, but the thing with the, like I said, the mass spec is a big refrigerator size thing. So what I'm doing in collaboration with uh, the center of excellence that you know both me and Matias are in and is that um, and with syntef is we're making a miniaturized version that can yeah. fit in the hood together with the organoids. So you can do it all in the same hood.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of what my main project is these days.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's a, a real cool project because I think it's um, it's very important to to have this analysis on on the either on the chip or on the device themselves or at least have it offline because many people really look in only into very tiny tiny things and like um um or very broad things they use imaging only for instance, but I think the mass spec is a good addition to to analyze those samples.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a very powerful technique. It can all allow it to measure thousands of compounds at once, you know, but uh it, it requires training.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. Mm. Um, I mean, you work on on quite a substantial amount of different projects and also you have a lot of teaching uh, responsibilities. It's just, I mean, how do you manage all this... um Activities? How do you kind of plan your day? Well,
2: yeah, you're also group leader in the cent- in the center of excellence. Yeah. Group leader in the Norwegian Network of Advanced Proteomics Infrastructure. Head of Education of the Department of Chemistry. <laughs> you're a musician. You're a communicator. Yeah. How do you manage the time? It's
1: well, I impressive. use I use uh, Outlook calendar. <laughs> 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 but no, you're but more it, efficient
2: than others uh, using yeah. it. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I, w-
1: I would, but I, I would actually. It's it's a bit of there there are many good advice is to give to, to young researchers and researchers in general, but having a, having a very active uh, relationship to your, your calendar and, and, and making sure that you, you make, uh, you make appointments and you keep the appointments, uh, I think is a very important, uh, career trait. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I think if you have it with, with your, your, your calendar system, uh, that you share with your colleagues, um, that's I would I would say that's one of the the most important um, generic uh, you know uh, skills that you can bring with you is is, <laughs> is actually to 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 uh, keep the time that you've promised, mm. but uh, but a lot of a lot of those projects that you know and roles that I have there are these are collaborations with you know um, tens sometimes even hundreds of persons if you yeah. if you wow. if you include a, the departments. Uh, stuff. So it's important to, um, it's important to try to be honest about what you can do and what you can't do and, and try to be realistic because people, uh, they understand if, if you have time or not. And I think it's the, it's important to be clear on, do you have time or not? I mean, do you, are you gonna, do you have to pick up your kid, you know, Mm. at two o'clock that day? Then, then say it, you know, Mm. it's, it's much better than to, than to try to Mm. squeeze everything in. uh, Because people will appreciate if you are, if you're keeping it real, you know, about what you can and can't do. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm. Because, um, as as well, you are also co- collaborating with hospitals on diagnostics. On yep. top of all of that,
1: mm.
2: does how does that relate with your current uh, work in
1: research? Yeah, so uh, so hospitals, uh, like I mentioned previously, they do these small blood samples of of newborns, huh. mm. and then they also use liquid chromatography mass spectrometry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, so at the hospital, I, I have several collaborators, but. Uh, one that I've had a long, um, uh, very fruitful relationship with is uh, Katja Elgstern. Oh, I know who, her. Yeah,
2: she's my neighbour in in Riggs Hospital. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, she's
1: fantastic. So, <laughs> yes, she uh, and is. I, I, I uh, she's definitely one of the the scientists that I I have the most sort of respect for, uh, in the sense that she's she's very friendly and a very human person, an amazing scientist, and has. Uh, huge amounts of integrity and integrity both when it comes to research but also integrity related to how she respects other people mm-hmm. and uh, i think she's a a model you know model researcher so i'm very happy to have the collaboration with her
0: mm. yeah really cool i mean it's it's always really interesting to see how how versatile this technology is and how you can either apply it directly for patient benefit but also for basic research. Hmm. What do you think? Why is the field moving, the um, LCMS hmm. field? Is it where the new trends, I guess AI, if you mentioned that and, and what yeah. <clears> How <throat> can that kind of well, uh, can you give an outlook maybe?
1: This is uh, this is a very I think it's actually a very important question because um, mass spectrometry is getting more and more advanced. You're getting more and more data from it and it's becoming more and more expensive. Mm -hmm. And in addition, it seems that when you're publishing, there's more and more an expectancy that you have mass spec data in your papers. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that the most important thing for mass spectrometry is that we are more careful about um, asking ourselves, what is it we actually want to solve? What is the question we want to answer? Because if you're getting data sets with thousands and thousands of compounds, and it's like you can get lost in it, it's like you're in the woods and you don't know, how did I get here and how do I get out of it? So so I think that um, thinking about experimental design, asking questions uh, so that, you know, uh, making uh, testable hypotheses that you can use this data for, I think is will be the more and more important thing about Mm. the usage of mass spec. So, so I think it's, it's not necessarily how much more stuff we can get from it, but I think we as analytical chemists have to have a uh, even tighter collaboration with biologists, doctors Mm. Mm -hmm. or food chemists, whatever, so that we can ask questions and answer them together.
2: Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So having a, a good plan from the very beginning, Absolutely. so the the output makes sense as well, and investing time on it makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is the same because uh, I, I mean I work in the organon chip field. We work very close together, so it's I think very interdisciplinary, um, and therefore it's quite important to always keep in mind what is the the research question, what yeah. is the. What do we want to do with the, all the methods, with, with an organ on chip as well? I mean, you have to have a, a question. It's not that mm. you just do that just because of fun. I think it's uh, it's also good to do something for fun, but yeah. <laughs> it should have a, a real need and a real question. I think that, yeah. and I think that is a very important point. Mm. Um, I also see that you that you have your own blog. Um, what do you what do you write there? What is it What is it about?
1: Well, I've been I've been writing a blog. Uh, during my time as a head of education, uh, which, by the way, I have uh, now left to my dear colleague, Anja uh, Scholstad, who is now taking over after my four years of that. Uh, but I write about um, a lot about students. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very, um, I think a lot about, you know, how students are doing, how they're teaching, how they're learning um and uh how they can be used for 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 society i mean how society can you know use them their resources and their drive and energy uh to become the future researchers of of um of Norway and the yeah. world and um you know young people are are just such an incredibly important resource for us and it's funny cause every time I teach a class, if it's a, you know, fairly big class, then I know that some, somebody in that class is going to do something really cool. You know, <laughs> at least one person is going to do something amazing. And that's a real privilege for me cause I get to stand there and talk to this future star, <laughs> mm. you know? And, uh, and, uh, so that, that makes me feel good about being in this ecology of science and society. Mm. Uh, so, so that's why I think that uh, this extra focus on 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 students has been an important task for me, and that's why it's fun to write about it too.
0: Yeah, I mean that's important. I mean I'm coming more from the reserve kind of pure research mm. side. I think it's uh, it's very important to uh, to have this um, focus on the education as well, because um, in mm. in in our group, for instance, it's it's not that <laughs> that much. Um, but I think it's uh, it's really cool to 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 see kind of always see the opportunities and to see okay there can be a future star in, the, in yeah. your in your in your in your class mm. and i think yeah. it's very important to empower people to to do this outreach activities to show yeah. what is possible and what can be done in, in in science and in in analytical chemistry and in other fields and how yeah. everything can be put together
1: i think also since since you know young people are the future stars I think that's also a good advice to young scientists also, is that when you're collaborating with people or go to uh, workshops or conferences, symposiums, I mean, of course, it's it's a natural thing to try to, you know, meet some of the big people in your field or yeah. you know, the senior scientists, but, but it's typically those other young yeah. people who are going out for some beers yeah. or dancing, whatever. Yes. Those are gonna be your colleagues the next mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40, I don't know, years. <laughs> So it's good to you know make sure that you're you get some networking going with young people. You yeah, know, sort of like what you guys are doing with this this system here. That's that's yeah. really
0: good. Yeah, I think I totally agree. I mean, normally the PIs kind of um, are the one who maybe decides here and there, but no, you work together with the other postdocs, PhD students yeah. later on, and mm. that's where the Real science is happening then, yeah, <laughs> where, absolutely. It's, where kind of the <laughs> the the, the, the red right, makes that then made happen. Basically, yeah, I think I agree. Mm. I totally agree with you. I think it's very important to to network with the right people as well, and mm. to really always focus on. And I see it with when I work with students as well. That often they have really other ideas uh, that you would never come up with. So basically, mm. you're often a bit kind of restricted. So I think it's it's really good to have uh, fresh. Ideas and to have always kind of a, a good rotation and, mm, and absolutely, it's a cool thing. Yeah, mm.
2: yeah. Maybe someday the students that you're teaching can become uh, PhD candidates. Do are you yeah. have? Do you have any PhD candidates uh, yeah. currently?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, I've been I've been very fortunate to have some have have a long string of of PhD students in our in our groups and uh, and they they've been they've been uh, very successful and, you know, some of them have gotten professorships elsewhere and they've gotten, you know, um, gone. I mean, I had, I had, I had a dinner with some, some, some people, uh, <laughs> a while ago and they were all like, you know, uh, in their nice suits and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, who are these guys? Said, Wait, shit. I've, I've been the, you know, the supervisor for all these people, <laughs> so, so it's just funny to see how 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 they can, uh, they can just become so mature and and uh, and um, influential wherever they they are. Either they become professors or CEOs or teachers or consultants or whatever. So um, I'm very happy to be a part of that. Ecological system. Mm. Mm.
2: I have a curiosity because in in one of the Inventu um, celebrations, yeah. that there was a yeah two months ago kind yeah, of you yeah, yeah, uh, sure. y- you were playing and that's singing. I saw you. And uh, so, uh, who were the others in the band? Yeah, Are so PhD no, candidates as well? Or, yeah, no. <laughs>
1: So, uh, so, the other, so I have a band uh, at the moment. We're we're making a record, so oh, cool. uh, so we're sort of in the final touches of of uh, completing the record, and um, we're going to try to get going a little bit with doing some more, you know, concerts and so forth. But uh, to be honest, uh, if you're going to be a musician, like an active musician today, it's it's much. It's much more uh, challenging than it was, Hmm. say, Mm fifteen or even ten years ago. Uh,
2: Oh, is it? I
1: would say, yeah. I mean, Norway has become very competitive internationally, okay, uh, both in 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 many different genres, and um, there's definitely a, a higher you know, expectancy to, to go all in basically. And, okay. uh, mm. and I think that's really amazing because there is just an amazing amount of really good music uh, coming out. But, uh and uh, I'm really happy with the stuff we're doing, but I don't think I'll be able to do a full career as a musician. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but <laughs> right the, the
2: members of the band, how yeah. did you meet each yeah, other? Yeah, well,
1: they, they, uh, so so uh I'll, so one of the guys uh the guitarist martin i uh, i played with him in a former band hmm. and uh and a couple other guys i've been playing in together with in in different gigs for the last you know 20 years or whatever and then there's uh alnia she's the she's the newest member she's uh, she has a doctor's degree in music which uh, which fits <laughs> right <a> in <laughs> great that's
2: useful <laughs>
1: and, and she's uh she's also a leading expert on on streaming and Spotify stuff in Norway, uh, but I really like playing with her because uh, I really kind of trust her musically, and mm. it's easy to easy to have fun and try out different. It's sort of like science, really. You know, I mean, mm. you have to if you're going to do collaborations, you have to do it with people that you you feel you can kind of be f- have fun with, you know. And that's what I that's why I'm glad that she's the new member of the band. Mm. Mm.
0: Okay, so it was. I think now it's almost on time for us here. So it was really nice to have you here today. My Steven. pleasure. Yeah, thank so you very I much. So I think it is really. I think you're a really inspiring character. I would say a really <laughs> oh, thank you. like role model for 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 science and for for to also kind of really this positive mindset to say okay, we can. Um, how can we um, kind of advance the field? How we can we also. Um, explain it to the broader audience and how can we also use use our knowledge to the mm. best of the society. In the end, I think that's a very noble approach and a very good approach, I think, and it was really fun to have you here today and to hear your story.
1: Mm. Well, um, and thank you also for having this uh, forum, uh, which is also so important. So, I really appreciate <laughs> it.
0: Okay. Then we say bye for today. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you, Stephen. Bye. Thank you.